Hello and welcome to another episode of Toast and Jam. This is Alex. This is Brian. And today we have a very, very special guest. My next door neighbor, next door neighbor extraordinaire, James Raphael. Hey, how's it going? And today we're going to talk about the offspring and how awesome they are. But before we do, let's talk about some beers. That let's we're talk about beers. Well, right now, doesn't seem like anything special. Sam 76, Samuel Adams. What do you think? I like it a lot. It really surprised me for a Sam Adams. Yeah. It's very drinkable. I was going to say, I'm a huge like beer snob. James knows this. <laughs> I'm a huge beer snob. And I was like, Sam Adams. But surprisingly, tasty, crisp, clean, goes down smooth. I'm it not, is. This isn't a real commercial, by the way. <laughs> it, it is a good drink, though. I'm really enjoying it. I'm becoming that beer snob you already are. I'm almost at your level. I like it. It's a lot of fun. It's cool. It's awesome to be a beer snob. Awesome. <laughs> so let's talk about the offspring. What do you guys think? The offspring? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Sure. All right. Let's do it. Uh, the lo- offspring- love it or hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the offspring is an American rock band from Garden Grove, California, formed in. Nobody. Eighty-four. Nobody? Eighty-four. Originally formed under the name under the name Manic Subsidal, the band has consisted of lead vocalist and guitarist Brian Dexter Holland bassist or did we i think we agreed on we bassist. agreed now i thought we agreed it's not a bassist oh, not i've a bassist. never called myself a bassist <laughs> i kind of like the bassist bassist is a fisherman okay bassist greg k guitarist kevin noodles wasserman noodles and drummer pete parada since 2007 over but was it pete back in the day when the song was recorded it was not at all uh, Ron Welty was what I heard. Oh, really? How long was he? No in nickname, the... though. No nickname for Ron Welty. He was oh, my only, he God. He was only there during the good part of the offspring, when they, when they were big. Speaking of the nicknames, <laughs> I <laughs> thought his name was Dexter. I had no, no idea. I, I really thought it did, too. I, I didn't. I actually, even being that my name is Brian, I didn't realize. I thought Dexter was his real name. I thought his Dexter, I Seriously. Thought Dexter was his name. It's, it's, it's actu- not. actually pretty insane like this entire time dexter holland was his name and i never knew that that was actually a nickname that is something i just found out as well now i could i kind of gleaned that noodles you gleaned that noodles was not really his name but i did i didn't i wasn't that smart (laughs) i just thought his parents were like you know what noodles noodles it is that's what we're gonna call him Uh, was he named noodles because of the way he danced yes yes because he just loves pool noodles. Oh, I, that pool noodles. Okay, either, yeah. either that, or he just ate an inordinate amount of uh, of um, top ramen. Everybody, look at your iPod because I'm just flailing my arms. Maybe that's why he. <laughs> he's, he's, I don't know. He's dancing like the flailing dancing guy you see in front of the car dealership right now. Arm wa- arm waving. What is it? I, I don't even know the name. <laughs> arm flailing, wacky, wavy, inflatable tube man. Yes, tube guys. One. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over the course of their thirty-four year career, that's incredible. They have released nine studio albums and experienced several lineup changes. The Offspring is often credited alongside fellow California punk rock bands such as Green Day, Rancid, Bad Religion, No Effects, Blink One Eighty Two, and Pennywise. For reviving mainstream interest in punk rock to the 90s. I like all of those bands, too. Honestly? I, 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 I don't not like any one of those bands, I don't think. Honestly, I, I, I think I'm kind of I'm, I'm on the same page, man. Um, Rancid always cracks me up because those guys are, like, permanently drunk all the time. <laughs> oh, totally. Just, I've, seen them, I've seen them perform at least four or five times. 
every single one it looked like they were just drunk out of their minds so are you guys going down that path with your uh their, your beer themed band good, good evening we're <laughs> here to rock you i'll tell you right now i cannot i can barely talk drunk let alone play drunk there's some like musicians that can play completely hammered i don't think i could do that i i had friends that could do that i had friends that could play completely i i would see them before a show and they'd just be like and some i'm like thinking oh no this is gonna be a train wreck some people play better drunk and they would go out there and just rock it. It was I'm, really I'm weird. not one of those people, honestly. Those you got to get drunk enough to be brave enough to go on stage kind of situation. Uh, yes, Maybe exactly. that's it. I don't know. I need like an energy drink before I go on. <laughs> I, can I have need just one, the opposite. I can have one beer. I can, I can allow myself one beer. But if I honestly drink any more than that, it's a sad it's a sad state of affairs. You don't want to be forgetting chords. During I'm the a song. mess. I, I, yeah. I mean, I forget words already. <laughs> I would just be a mess. It would just be a mess. I'd forget melody, harmony. I'd forget what song I was singing halfway through. It would just be a nightmare. We love Rancid, though. They're good. Oh, love Rancid. Love now, Rancid. I will tell you on your, your drinking theme that Noodles has an extra special skill that got him into the band. Does he really? He, has, he was the only one old enough to purchase alcohol. Oh, yeah. that'll get you in a band. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, so that's actually what they, they made their decision. So that definitely, that definitely, the offspring is so, it, it's funny. Because, <laughs> it's Are we hard. back at the stupid young band being so stupid talented? No, thing? no, it's so, it's so <laughs> crazy to me. I was reading it through some of the, the facts of this band and I'm like, these guys are like really punk rock. They were mm. like living a real punk rock lifestyle. Oh, yeah, totally. that's one of them. Um, and after hearing the TSOL album Change Today at a Party, and uh, following Riot at a 1984 Social Distortion show, they decided to form the band called yep. Manic Subsidal. You, you sign, you, you say, you see, it, you're there at a riot, you almost get killed, and you go, man, we got to start a band. Let's start a band, <laughs> We got to do this, too. That's got to be us. You know what we're going to do? I have this idea. Again, right there, punk rock. Yep. Uh, in 85, school janitor Noodles joined as the second guitarist. He was a janitor Noodles for crying out loud. was a janitor? Loud. I didn't know that. Allegedly because he was old enough to purchase alcohol for the other members who were under the legal drinking age. Yes. Punk rock, okay. right? Yeah, punk rock. Okay. They released a single on their self-made black label record company named after the brand of beer. <laughs> punk rock, <laughs> right? How is this not something we want? <laughs> punk rock. Hey, we just signed you to the Budweiser label, man. <laughs> okay, well, then maybe we don't want it there. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't want that one. After recording another demo in 88, The Offspring signed a record deal with a small-time label, Nemesis Records. In 89, the band teamed up with producer Tom Wilson to record their first album titled The Offspring. A six-week national tour followed, but Noodles was later stabbed during a performance at a Holly, Hollywood anti-nuclear benefit. That punk, punk rock, rock, punk rock. Punk right rock. there, yeah. <laughs> These guys are just punk rock. Went out and tour, got stabbed, you know. Yeah, and, and they're, they're still doing it. Honestly, It just this past year, in 2017, my wife and I went to a concert and went and saw Pennywise. Yes. And we saw The Offspring. And Offspring is just as amazing as they've always been. I saw them back in the day. See, I was going to ask you this. Oh, he... You, you being from Southern California, you get to tell us about all these awesome bands you saw when they were <laughs> awesome. So you're telling me, again, I saw The Offspring in 94. Is at that what the, you're going to tell me? I saw them at another K-Rock Weenie Roast. roast. Yeah. And they um, they actually, when they were about to perform Self-Esteem, this song, Self-Esteem, right. they they shorted something out. They blew out the speakers or something because like, as soon as they hit that first chord, they all started with the la, 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 la. When they hit that first chord, boom. Everything shut down. Once again, punk rock. Punk mm -hmm. freaking rock. <laughs> These guys are amazing. They were so awesome. 
And you know what? I loved great. him back then. And this album, Smash specifically, I I love it from beginning to end. It was so incredibly good. Um, we saw Offspring as well. They just did a, another tour a few years ago, where they did they were doing their entire album from uh, the entire Smash album from front to back. Really? Yeah. I, so we, I I love that idea. We saw them at the Aftershock show, and it was incredible. We watched that, and and I had not heard some of those songs in so many years. That whole album is so great. It is really a great album. Did they do it in order of they the album? Are order. you serious? They now did see, it in order. Now that's wow. great that's because really there's cool. a bunch of albums that I could start naming off right now that I would do that. I I would listen to it from front to back as mm-hmm. I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing chores, working, whatever have you. And when one song ends, you naturally just want to go to that next song. That's so awesome that they did that. That's why Pandora. In that order. That's why Pandora is such like a. Uh, it's like a heartbreaker for me whenever I hear like songs on Pandora because I know the next song, the next song. on the album, <laughs> yes. and I just want to hear it. Like, right. and when I don't hear it, when all of a sudden I hear something else come on, I'm like, like, how can you not do that? You're such a tease, Pandora. You tease. Play yeah. the next song. Play the next one. Damn you. Now, but, you're absolutely right about this. The hugeness of this album. This, this is was like the very first six times platinum alternative alternative rock song yes. or album yes and it was so huge that the independent label they were on said this is going to be huge and they started signing every blind band they could find <laughs> they did just to the label because they're like we need more offsprings are you talking about epitaph yeah epitaph. yeah yeah this was the only this was this was their breakout far and away their biggest successful I mean, oh, it was it sure. was it was only one of two albums that even did anything platinum. Smash went six times platinum, and then Rancid, as we just talked about, Out by the Wolves, that mm-hmm. went platinum. It, it was their best selling albums off that label. So you, James, you worked in a record store in Canada, in Canada, Canada. <laughs> for for all of you that have not heard our um, Crash Test Dummies episode, go back and listen to that because we actually talk about James. And, we his, we and his native land of Canada. We mention him by name, and we, <laughs> we do a disservice to Canadians. We do, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> but we had fun. On behalf of the podcast, James, and America in general, I'm sorry for our poor, poor Canadian impression. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not much better, so that's all right. So, um, 91 through 96 is when I was working in the record store. Oh, so, so you, this, this, this was kind of what I was listening right to. Right in the you All you, day long, this eight one, hours straight. <laughs> this one was just playing. and Yeah, the awesome. Offspring, you're right. The whole album in order was what we did. Nice. That's how you have to do it. Yeah. That's how you have but, to do it. But working in a record store that anybody could come in, there's there's a certain point in this album where you had to turn down the volume. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Was, it starts to go into a, a, a little talk about how mad he is at other car drivers. <laughs> 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 the song in question, Bad Habit, and oh, man, it's such a great song. That is such a great song. It, bad Habit is, uh, man, you, you can just... You can get livid to that song almost, mm-hmm. and I mean that as a compliment. I don't oh, mean yeah. that in a bad way. I mean, uh, I'll tell you, when my wife hears that song in the car, she blasts it. She t- she rolls down the windows and blasts it up because God forbid like, you be on the freeway because you're like, give me to the fast lane and get me to like ninety <laughs> miles an hour right now, <laughs> right now, out of my way. I'm coming through with the offspring. So as a whole, they've sold over forty million records worldwide. Forty million. Forty million. That's awesome. I mean, for a little punk band from Garden Grove, California, like that's pretty darn good. And they're also considered one of the best-selling punk rock bands of all time, which, rightfully so, they just. And 
their longevity as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still touring today. They're still around. They're, yeah. They're doing the uh, – they're getting ready to do the Never Ending Summer Tour, and they're going to be touring with uh, 311. Oh, really? Amongst others. And oh, actually, and I will tell you, because anyone who knows me and anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that I like reggae music. You know, no. big Sublime fan. You? If you didn't listen to our Sublime episode, <laughs> go back and listen to that one. No, they're gonna they're gonna tour with uh, 311, and um, makes sense because they off, did the cover, didn't they? Well, Offspring said they would cover "Down" by 311, and then what I am really egging to hear is that 311 said they would take self esteem and they would reggaeify it. What? Oh, wow. I I'm t- I can't wait to hear that because I've heard that done with songs. I like it a lot. I really do. I mean, think if, you know, uh, they did that with Love Song. They reggae yeah, it, the Cure Song. The, the I like that version of it. I think it came out great. I think There's all kinds of other uh, versions that not only 311, but other bands did where they, I don't even know if that is, is that a word, reggae-ify? reggae-ify. It is now. Yeah. It's a, yeah, copyright, Toast and Jam. Toast and um, Jam. <laughs> self-esteem. I want to hear that. I want to hear that, I want I want to hear that. I really do. I was just talking to somebody about this. It might have been... I was like, yeah, I was talking about this, James. I was talking about how certain bands, they'll do a cover song, and when they completely strip away what the whole what that particular song is, that's when I don't like that particular cover. You know, When they completely change it, they change everything yes. about it. So I love A Perfect Circle, but A Perfect Circle did a bunch of covers, one of them being John Lennon's Imagine. Mm-hmm. And the way the song, I mean, they changed the structure of the song. They changed the the tone of the song they went from like you know from whatever it is into a real like dark like you know minor kind of tone to right. it they completely changed the song essentially to which i have to say why'd you do that cover then if you're completely stripping away what that song is why are you doing that cover i think it's inevitable so, for the song to kind of lose a little something yeah but but what i love about love song 311 doing that version of love song is that it's that original song is still there you still hear that song you do they still play those notes those you know they st- that feel of that song is still there yeah it's regular but yeah. that song is still there it's still that original song um johnny cash doing hurt. his version of hurt so good it, so much oh, like the original. Yeah. so much like the original and it's so great and it, it it almost pays homage to the original while also being its own thing I don't like those songs that completely gut the song. Um, Smashing Pumpkins doing Landslide. Like, that's still that song. That they, song oh, is st- man, they if did you that know, good. Yeah, and if you know the original Landslide song, you can sing along mm-hmm. with that song, the right. Smashing Pumpkins version, and it's the same song. It it's is. when you completely change, some, change that. Like, I, I, f- I feel like it's no longer a cover. It's your own interpretation of something that's kind of like that this is hard to do but i I think the pumpkins version is a little bit better i do to be perfectly honest and that's hard to do i know there's not many covers where it's better than the original it may be sacrilegious to you know fleetwood mac fans out there to say that but i this is my opinion it's my opinion too i I truly i feel that way as well well to be honest with you as much as i love nine inch nails and as much as i love nine inch nails version of hurt i kind of like the johnny cash one a little bit better his is good it's great, and it there's there's like this real like emotional punch to it, if you know like Johnny Cash's story. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got Absolutely. on Johnny Cash, and all of a sudden yeah. we're supposed to be talking about so, the Offspring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 well, they did a cover, and we took an off ramp. <laughs> we well, take lots of off ramps in this podcast. Can I ask you about the the 
And the I don't the? mean the band, the the. Not not the the. No, the, the? I'm talking about. There's are they the offspring? Oh man, that's you. A, that's a good question because we went rounds with this with uh, toadies. Well, we know toadies is toadies. We know that. I don't know if they're the offspring or offspring. Everything I've seen come through, it's the offspring. I've and always until heard you the. look at the cover of their most popular album. Really, it just Smash says offspring. Just says offspring. Because oh, I do man. have the album before the Smash album came out. There's a the on that one. And there's a the on that and one. And the album after that one? The the. the. There's a the. Uh, the Ixnay on the Ombre album definitely has a the. It's the offspring. Mm-hmm. I know that for sure. There's a good Google right there, man. <laughs> They're just messing with us. Yep. They're just like, mm, we're offspring. Oh, no, we're the offspring. This time we're offspring. Next time we're the offspring. We don't know. Those we're going we're gonna to surprise you. That's what they do. Well, you know, when you get Noodles and Dexter together, they just cause all kinds of trouble. Now, <laughs> I, other other question for you. The the whoa woes. Um, no FX apparently was picked on them for how many woes they had, were singing, and they re- they actually wrote a song called "Woe on the Woes." Woe on the oh that oh I like that. <laughs> it's about it's the nice. offspring. It's about it's poking fun at the offspring. Woe about the about the Smash album in about, particular. About just oh just them. The offspring have all these. Episodes. They're always saying because they say woe all the time. <laughs> It's like saying "whoa" and "yeah." Yeah, it's 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 it's. it's I have no more lyrics. I can't find something to fit in this spot. Yeah. So, whoa, whoa. whoa. You know what though? If anybody's yeah, whoa. If anybody's more punk rock than the Offspring, it's probably No Effects too. Like probably. they're pretty punk rock too, because they just don't care. They just don't. They are seriously their own beast. And I used to love No Effects too. They're so good. They are good. They're they, great. They're a great. Well, they band. were good. They I were don't know good. they're good anymore. Well. They were good. That's good enough. Yeah, I get that's good enough. <laughs> that's good, <laughs> good enough. I mean, that's good enough for me. That'll like do. It. That'll do. No effects. That'll, that'll do. do. <laughs> uh, Smash came out in '94, fueled by the hit singles "Come Out and Play," "Self Esteem," and "Gotta Get Away." The album set the all-time record for most units sold by an independent label band at 16 million records. 16, 16 million. million. Smash has oh continued gosh. to sell consistently well in the years since its release and has also been certified six times platinum in the U.S. Is yeah, that what you yeah. said? Six times. And they are currently in production of their 10th studio album, tentative, tentatively due for release in early 2019. So does that that mean they're not dead? They are no. In, they're surprisingly not no, dead. We have and are they one? There's only one guy left? Although no, I, wa- although no, I do wonder how many woes they're going to have in this next album. Whoa. Maybe this next album is going to be just be titled Whoa. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. I am. Yeah. Make a whole song of it. Yeah. Make a whole do that. song. Copyright Dozen Jam. So we're not really discussing the lyrics of self-esteem because that is the song we're, we're talking about and we're playing today. But we're not really talking about the lyrics because, honestly, the lyrics are pretty self-explanatory. They don't really whole, have a lot of metaphor. What he's writing on the page is what he's writing about. It's about... Some insecure dude who is completely manhandled by a woman. Spineless, just getting walked all over. <laughs> but he loves it at the same time. It's, I mean, he says it right there. He's he got, says it's better than the alternative. And he knows it. And yeah. he knows it. He, know, he knows what his problem is. He just can't stop it. So, I mean, you don't really have a whole lot of metaphor in there. I honestly think the lyrics are hilarious. Always have. I they thought. are. And, you know, this on this song here, it, it always struck me as odd because – I shouldn't say it struck me as odd, but I always thought it was ironic how the issues that they're talking about 
from a punk rock band in a punkish kind of song was kind of real heady and emotional. Mm-hmm. Not in terms of figuring out lyrics heady, but just like, man, there's there's issues and problems, and I just I gotta talk about it. It's it's not something you would think them talking about. And then I actually heard Dexter in a little snippet of an interview I heard, and he talked about how a lot of times live when they go to play that song, you've got just these moshing punk rock guys with. I mean, they're bloody from the mosh pits, and they're like, sing self-esteem, and they're they're singing right along to those issue-laden lyrics. For sure. And they love that song. I'll tell you right now, it's definitely one of those anthem kind of songs, though. Like, it because in the way I always categorize anthem songs, it's like, how many people can you get along to sing this song? Cause oh, yeah. to be And to be honest oh, with yeah. you, somebody can hear this song for the very first time at a concert, and just be able to sing along with the lyrics right then and there, no problems. Because half of the song is, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> yeahs and ohs and woes. Well, That's I would all. say, at least it's not woe. At least it's not woe. They are branching. There's some they, in there. They were branching out at this time, I think, because they were doing experimental <laughs> things with this time. They, they were leaning from the woes and going into some yeahs. Um but it is definitely one of those anthem songs. So whether whether or not the lyrics are the thing the thing that attract you to this song, it's an anthem song because you can just you can sing along to this thing at the top of your lungs. Like that's that's you kind of have to sing around at the, the top of your lungs. The beauty of this song. I yeah, mean that, it, and actually on your recording of this, you actually, I I feel you wanting to sing even more top of the lungy than you do but you know you're going to lose control and you, you, and you gotta restrain it a bit but that's it, that's punk rock is that you want to lose control exactly it is punk rock um, punk rock when we when we played this song at the first toast and jam show i was surprised how many people were singing along they, it was crazy well you know when we did the i know i'll say this one of my favorite parts of this song is the intro <laughs> you know wow wow yeah. And that was actually supposed to be played on an acoustic guitar, I read. And then somewhere along the line, someone did that out loud during the recording process, and so then they all did it. And I remember when we played it, you and I, Alex, did that, you know, wow, ah, and we kind of did it out of tune on purpose, and everyone kind of went, wait, what? Then we started playing, and they're like, oh, my God, they're playing self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. and it, it just exploded. It was, very, it was well-received. So we did this at the end of our set, and I was worried because I'm like, my voice is going to blow out. I'm so I'm tired already. Like I, I've been singing for two hours. I, I can't believe I put this song at the end of the set list. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> um, and we played it and I didn't even have to sing all that loud because everyone, everyone else, else was, was doing singing. it. Yeah. And my wife actually has video of her out in the crowd and everyone else is singing. You, you can barely even hear me. Which whole, was just, all that was great. It's one of those songs where you do it and you don't have to sing any of the words of the song. The whole song. You just everyone knew it. You he's, pull, he's you pull do, away from the mic and you just play the guitar. He's do that thing where you hold your hand up to your ear and let everyone else sing it. And you hold the <laughs> microphone over the crowd. You know, yeah, let them do it. Let oh, them do tr- the work. Trust me. And when we went and saw them, because we saw them at that aftershock shock show, and we saw them recently at the, um, I don't remember. It was a, it was a taco and beer fest. A taco and beer festival is what we saw them. I can't oh, remember. Sign the name me up of it. for that. Oh man, it was amazing. We saw nice. Penny, Pennywise and the Offspring, and. Again, this is one of those songs where, yeah, everyone just singing along, pumping their fists, just loving it, loving it. You saw Offspring and Pennywise at a taco and beer fest. Yes. And you know what what they also had there? Lucha Libres. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) gosh. 
Okay, so right <laughs> it was now, pretty incredible. <laughs> I have that SpongeBob song going through my head about the best day ever. <laughs> it really, really was actually. That it sounds like a good time. It Really was. It was a good time. So I mean, the Offspring, essential part of the '90s. They're always going to be there, and they're. I mean, you you hear some of those songs, especially come out and play. You gotta keep them separated. It just, man, that little break in the music. Could they have been any catchier? Like they just. This whole album deserves to be remembered for this, sure. This is this will be a classic. I got classic. I got you know I got one more punk rock tale too. Go for it. So one of their early members, and I'm sorry to say I don't have his name in front of me. Well, I'm sure he's got some fun nickname. He probably he well I'll tell you what he's got a nickname now. So <laughs> he actually went on to medical school. And he became a, a rather well-respected gynecologist in the Southern California area. That's punk rock. Yeah, I'm That's sure punk he rock. Gynecologist <laughs> now I'll tell you what, just punk rock, punk rock. Now I take it to another level. So he still does that. And I also read that recently he was being sued for medical malpractice. Okay. During his trial, one of the jurors actually had a heart attack. He jumps into action. He goes over there. He saves the dude or girl. I don't know. He saved the juror's life by giving him CPR. The judge then declared a mistrial because he didn't want the other jurors to be unfairly influenced by having him done this good deed. What the heck, man? You can't write this stuff. No. I mean, seriously. That's incredible. Isn't it, though? Punk rock. That's punk rock. <laughs> well, to the, the punk rock offspring and everything that they are, we toast. Toast? Oh. Clink, clink, and, and we jam. We jam. La, 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 la.